scottsdwellfire.com final days report episode 116 we're calling this if your government loved you they would do what if your government loved you they would do what i'm telling you forward this to people that are not awake that you're trying to actually get out of the matrix to start critically thinking we're going to rapid fire this so if the government loved you they'd stop putting fluoride in the water harvard study said fluoride lowers iq and causes cancer Check out that early days podcast we did, You've Been Poisoned Forever. I actually quoted a liberal magazine from a college, pretty sharp college, that talked about how there was an act that was passed. They had thousands and thousands and thousands of chemicals that got a free pass to poison us, yet they're now known to cause cancer and other diseases. Folks, we're just living in this toxic world. I mean, we're just being poisoned. Now, if the government loved you, they would empower and market victory gardens. Let's read. Biden warns food shortages are going to be real across the globe. And it's not just the war in Ukraine. I'm sure that's part of it, but it's policy. It's the trucker policy. It's the blockade of things coming in into California. Remember all those ships that were out? It's fires happening in food manufacturing plants. Fertilizer costs. The PCR tests used to destroy the poultry industry. There's a war on your food supply. You better wake up to it. It's the Federal Reserve Bank printing money. And what happens in China comes around the world. Look at these stormtroopers basically destroying a garden. This was going around TikTok. I mean, this is just insanity. China, if they love their people, should be telling everybody to plant a garden. They shouldn't be destroying it. What do these, does this garden have COVID-19 in it? Crime. It's an absolute crime. Look at, look at this. Destroying this beautiful garden. Are gardens illegal in China? Back in World War II, they called it the Victory Garden. Everybody plant a garden to survive. If your government loved you and they know hyper food inflation is coming, if you follow my channel, I talked about how some people in the industry that I know told me they're trying to push on 20, 30% price increases of food. Good night. You think about the inner cities too. When I was getting my MBA, I remember studying about the food deserts. That's real. And they're having lawlessness where you can just go in and steal in a lot of these areas. So major... Stores are just shutting down in places like California. I remember, C, I think it was CVS, just shut down. They're like, we can't, we can't survive. People are just coming in and stealing like crazy. So it's going to get worse and worse and worse. A food desert in this area that has limited access to affordable and nutritious food, in contrast with an area with higher access to supermarkets or vegetable shops, farmer's market, with fresh foods, which is called food oasis. I just found this interesting. How much of Detroit is vacant land? About 15,000 acres of land in Detroit is vacant. If I'm a mayor of Detroit, I would turn this 14,800 acres into farmland, into permaculture. And then what I would do is I would allow for contract law. I would, I'd get rid of a bunch of regulations and allow people to trade, people to sell their food without a bunch of ton of regulations. They would push guerrilla gardening permaculture. They would take this wasted land and just turn areas into organic havens. Good night. So if the government loved you, they'd actually try to get people out of poverty. And the way that you do that is property rights. You actually have affordable property rights that can go on to the next of kin. You'd eliminate all these different taxes to pass on, to, pa to pass on that wealth. And you would have cheap energy costs. Those are the two number one factors to get people out of poverty. And what's happening now? They're taxing. They're going after property rights. 
and electricity is skyrocketing. So if the government loved you, they'd protect the grid from an EMP. Only a couple billion dollars. I remember this ex-CIA officer came out years ago and said, look, there's a major, major issue with the grid. We need to protect it. And it only would cost a couple billion dollars. I think they just might turn it off personally and blame either cyber attack or an EMP weapon when they shut it down. Because at the end of the day, again, remember Deagle report, 200 million Americans need to die by 2025. America, the corporation is bankrupt. It needs to be taken out for this one world government. But if your government loved you, they'd protect the grid. Now, if your government loved you, they'd protect the border at all costs. There was another either FBI or CIA report. I think the guy was on Fox News years ago. He said there were over 600 terror cells in the United States just coming over the border. Right? Remember what happened in Afghanistan where we brought all those people in that weren't vetted, but yet we left Americans in Afghanistan? I mean, folks, this is a Trojan horse. Now, I'm really not a fan of a wall, and I'll tell you why, because I think America is so destroyed, it's so communist, it's so battered that one day we might just need to escape Sodom and USA and just get out, and a wall will block us in, my friends. If the government loved you, they would decentralize everything. Folks, the podcast we did, Delusion of Choice, we really, it's not a capitalistic society. What, six companies run all the media? You know, check out that podcast. It's a little long, but I go over all these different industries where just a few trees basically have a monopoly over things, a definite, a dominant share. When you watch a TV commercial, for example, notice how there's an agenda being pushed. Like there's a consistent theme on the messaging. It's almost like controlled thought. And I'm a believer in a distributive economy. It sounds communistic, but it's not. It's mom and pop business where mom and pops run it. I'm not an expert in it. They don't really teach it in schools, but I've done some research. A distributive economy has a big advantage is that it enables entities within the network to work much more with regional and local natural resources, finances, human capital, knowledge, technology, and so on. It also makes the entities more flexible to respond to local market needs and thus generating a bigger innovative drive. By doing this, they become a better reflection on the social environment. And in that way, they can improve quality of life. This is local business, mom and pops, competition. Competition drives down price, provides better service. The whole concept of distributive economics is not at all a new invention. This is key. This is how most pre-industry economies were organized. However, information technology has opened new doors for the concept. Information can be shared much more easily and small-scale production facilities, rapid prototyping are becoming cheaper. Local, local, local decentralized. It's key. Distributive economy. That's how it's going to have to be. You know, when Klaus Schwab, basically that video, you'll own nothing and like it. They talked about, I tried to find it, how some people lived off-grid in rural areas and were not part of this smart grid city. And, you know, they left, it sounded like they were leaving some of these people alone. Well, we're going to need a distributive economy to make that happen, my friends. So it's just, it's just a fascinating, fascinating concept. Now, if your government loved you, they would legalize hemp. And it goes back into what I talked about with farming, with these dead cities. Hemp, 50,000 uses. I thought it was 20,000 uses, but now it's up to 50,000 uses. And as Ron Paul said, you can't 
get stoned on hemp, you'd need to smoke a telephone pole to get stoned. Textiles, that's clothes, paper, compost, insulation, animal bedding, paint. That was a new one for me. Fuel. They can actually make fuel from hemp. This stuff grows like crazy. Animal feed, food for you, cooking oil. And this is a miracle and it's illegal to grow in many locations. It's a miracle substance. I think God gave us hemp for a reason, my friends, but the elite have taken away. If the government loved you, they'd stop war, especially war based on lies. Remember Bush? We're going to find those weapons of mass destruction somewhere. And look at this clown. I don't always kill a half million kids, but when I do, it's worth it. I mean, you got to wonder why the world hates us, my friends. Good night. If the government loved us, they'd leave homeschoolers alone. United Nations, you can just see them getting more and more power, right? And the good news is the Bible's coming true right before your eyes. United Nations calls for more regulations to be placed on homeschoolers. Why? I remember reading a stat that said homeschoolers' kids score so much better on standardized tests than anybody else. And they're getting critical thinking schools. They're the leaders. It's because they're not in your indoctrination camp. They're not being taught perversion. That's why they, they got to have your kids, my friends. Get them out and homeschool them. Recent article, United Nations calls for more regulation. Now, if the government loves you, and this goes into the distributed economy, they'd eliminate the National Defense Authorization Act, the Smith-Munt Act, that Obama brought into, into play here that basically allows PSYOPs and the American people, and only six corporations supposedly run all the news, over 90-some percent of the news, bring back a free press, my friends. And that's where the void of the independent press like us are taking the place of to trying to actually educate the saints and wake people up on the PSYOP, quickly realized the Smith-Munt Act was in play that allows PSYOPs on the American people. So if the government loved you, why do they allow PSYOPs on you? Do your research on it. Forward this to people that you want to get awake. Now, if the government loved you, they'd call out this global warming hoax. Remember ClimateGate actually brought to us by Russia, where they actually found the scientists actually forging the data for global warming. That's why they had to call it climate change, right? It was a course correct of the PSYOP. And it all goes back to the Club of Rome, if you follow my channel. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, they're coming up with famine and alike would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by humans. So you're the disease. Intervention is only through change attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself. It's a war on you. This is Satan's war against God's creation, my friends. COP26 is a mega program. Check out that podcast to go after you. You breathe carbon dioxide the plants need. You're the enemy, my friends. Oh, drove that gas car? So, so far, you have carbon credits. We're not going to allow you to travel anymore. You got to wake up to this, this prison planet, my friends. So if the government loved you, they would follow biblical principles. Really, that's the biggest conspiracy of all time. It's just a war on God's word. Check out that podcast. We did biggest conspiracy ever. And, and I actually just pick up little things, little things that God says that, and then it's a 180 of what the Bible says. And you could go much deeper in a ton of different stuff. We always talk scripture with my podcast, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's society right now. Break out of it, my friends. Let the King James Version Bible be your roadmap.
get saved, my friends, and forward this to somebody that you want to wake up. Because at the end of the day, government doesn't love you.